Good morning and welcome to Aliyah Yomi. Today we're going to be starting Parshas Kedoshim. Parshas Kedoshim is actually a short parsha when it is read by itself. It is only a sum total of 64 psukim. Our Aliyah is 14 of those psukim. It's one of the longer Aliyahs in our parsha from Perik Yutes, Pasuk Aleph to Yudalad. Now, even though it is a small parasha, it is one which contains an extremely large amount of mitzvahs. So we're going to go through it and just get a sense of what's in our Aliyah and, and take an idea of some of the main folk, uh, main points. So the, in Aralia alone, there are at least 16, perhaps even closer to 20 mitzvahs in our short Aliyah. And they are just a quick overview of Aralia. The Torah tells us, you're supposed to be holy, Kedoshim, Tihi, you, you be, should be holy, Ki Kedoshani, Hashem because I am holy. How does this express itself? So the first mitzvah is fearing parents. We're told that a person should fear his mother and his father. This is a mitzvah which includes not sitting in their seats, not contradicting them, not responding to their insults, as opposed to covered, which is pro- proactively doing things for them. This is this is not showing disrespect for them. An important um, uh, um, ad- additional mitzvah. As well, notice that the mother is put first here, whereas when it comes to covered, doing things for them, the father's put first. This is an accounting to your sense. It's easier to honor a mother and fear a father. But the Torah puts in the opposite direction for us to express the emotion, which is less likely for us to express towards that individual. Um, it, the, it is also interesting to notice that in this mitzvah over here, the, it is uh, coupled with the Society Shporu, and you should keep my Sabbath as an indicator that if a parent asks a person to transgress a mitzvah, we listen to Hashem, not the parents, meaning to say we would not uh, disobey with the parents. We would not disobey Hashem, we would disobey the parents. The next mitzvah, the second one is, is not to follow our Zari, even in thought. This means to say, even looking at pagans' artwork or services, not getting involved in their ideas. Sometimes today people say, I like it, it's beautiful, artworks, this particular temple, this, that. No, 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 no. You're not allowed to even look at Avodah Zarah, pagan worship of any form. And then the next mitzvah, the third mitzvah, is not to make any form of Avodah Zarah. And this means to say, even if it's not for yourself, meaning to say, even if you're just a, uh, a, a clever Jewish person with a good business sense, knowing what the area is, you know, there's a, a Jew who's currently manufacturing um, Israeli and American flags in Iran. And they need it in the thousands because of the flag-burning ceremonies. Very clever business idea. But when it comes to Avodah Zorah, if let's say one is living in India and there's a need to manufacture certain types of pagan idols, one is not allowed to be a manufacturer when it comes to Avodah Zorah. Now, the next mitzvah is not to eat nicer. That means to say meat, which is beyond the amount of time that it can be used for the carbon. So carbon has certain time limitations. The carbon toda, carbon shlamim, different carbon so different amounts of times that they can be eaten. If one eats it beyond that, there's a, this is the Isser. Then we hear a few mitzvahs of Leket, Shecha, and Peah. These are different types of uh, um, grain-based mitzvahs that agriculturally a person is meant to leave over the corner of the field. If one, um, if one misses a certain amount of grains or forgets a certain amount of the field, one's supposed to leave them behind. These are all mentioned in our parsha. These, as the Sefer HaChinuch points out, are all mitzvahs which are Hashem wants us to, uh, be ado- uh, to adopt kindly and thoughtful um, ideas and values. We do, we're meant to be people who think about others, not people who are just thinking about the bottom line ourselves and our lifestyles. Um, the Sefer HaChinuch does count a number of mitzvahs in Leket and Shechah, in Peah. So, that, for instance, there's Peah when it comes to leaving a Peah, not in, uh, not taking everything into the house. Those are two separate mitzvahs. And there's Peah in a field and Peah in a vineyard. So there's a number of extra mitzvahs all uh, bunched together in Aliyah here, not to minimize. The next mitzvah in Aliyah is not to steal money. This is a universal mitzvah, which means to say it's for Jews and non-Jews alike. It's a universal mitzvah, and this is even this exists even if the stealing is for a purpose. So one wants to anger or irritate somebody, but one intends to return the money. Well, it's only a day I'm taking it away. One's still not allowed to do that. 
One's not allowed to deny money that we have in our possession which belongs to others. We're not allowed to swear on denying money. We're not allowed to swear falsely in general. We're not allowed to forcibly get money from others and make a deal that the other person does not want. To, uh, does not want. We're not allowed to rob other people. We are, and the Sefer Chinuch points out that it's, stealing is in, in, uh, in quiet, robbing is in public, like hijacking. So the Sefer Chinuch points out that really Geneva, Gazela, and Ishuk, these are the other, um, which are stealing, robbing, and, and making, and forcing deals, are really the same thing. Like you're getting money from a person illegitimately, but the Torah makes them three separate mitzvahs, first of all, to train us in every realm, but also to give us the opportunity of fulfilling many mitzvahs by avoiding this in many different dimensions. So a person can, um, can fulfill many mitzvahs by doing the same idea. Um, the, another mitzvah is not to leave over wages of an employee. Employee is, is paid the general for time frame of, of, of payments. Certainly the times the Torah is talking is on a daily basis. One should not um, l- um, make that later than the time period agreed upon. Um, then there's a mitzvah not to curse. Which literally means a deaf person. But the mitzvah really refers to anybody. It's just even if a person thinks that the person, the, the, the victim is not listening. Um, the Sefer Chinuch adds in this case that our, the, the voice is the most prized possession or asset of a human being, that it's an expression of our neshama, of our, of our soul inside of us. And if a person will misappropriate that, then ultimately that, that is, first of all, it will have an effect. Uh, the person will suffer, God forbid, by, by such a statement. And number two is, is it will, it, um, ultimately it will be found out and there will be more discord just through this as well. And finally, the, the last mitzvah is, Do not put a stumbling block, block in front of the blind. And again, this is universalized to mean not just the blind, but the innocent, the people who don't have a sense and they ask you advice and you give them the um, illegitimate advice. You make it more possible for a person to sin and you're the, an, a necessary link in the chain to make them sin. Um, this whole discussion as to halakhically speaking, what happens if they could have got it without you? If it's one side of the river, two sides of the river, the beers may, one is not allowed to facilitate another person's sinning as well. There are a lot, a lot of different mitzvahs, which makes us wonder, what is this idea of being holy? What does it mean when the Torah says, Kedoshim ki kodoshani, you should be holy? So Rashi says it's a very simple equation, and that is his perushim. Kadosh means separate. Anything which is holy has its own domain, is separate, is special. So in order to make something holy, you need to separate it. And therefore, the Hashem is saying, you should be holy, separate yourself from what? From arayos, from immoral relationships. The main mitzvah over here is make, make boundaries, not to get involved in, in illicit relationships as well. The Ramban says that it's, that's not particularly what's at hand over here. The Ramban is saying this is the Torah is not asking us not to transgress mitzvahs because that is, that, that is said many other times in many other places. In the Torah over here, it's actually all things which are allowed, all things which are fine right now, ultimately, in the end of the day, you're not allowed to be a naval birshus ha-Torah. You, the Ramban describes a person who perhaps is eating kosher food, drinking kosher wine, involved in um, the, um, uh, the physical relationship with one's spouse, and is, can spend one's entire life engaged in an, overact, um, a, a, an excessive amount of, of physical lust. And, uh, and enjoyment in this world. And that everything is technically speaking mutar, but they spend their entire life basically just running after food, um, pleasure, and, uh, and we'll call it the, the, the material aspects of life. What the Torah is saying is, the Torah is giving you a guideline in general about things you're allowed to do and not do, but even things you're allowed to do, don't, don't act like an animal. Don't be an animal. That's what Kedoshim to you is, is saying. Um, the, there's a third possibility over here, which is read, read in the Medrash Vayikor Rabbah, very strange Medrash. The, the Medrash says, Kedoshim to you, you should be holy. Yachol kamoni, maybe perhaps like me. Talmud Lama ki Kadosh Ani. No, I am holy. 
I am holier than you. That's what the Mirror says. So you're supposed to be like me in the way of holiness, but not exactly like me because you cannot be quite like me. What does that mean precisely? So this is an idea which the Meshechachma, Rav Meir Simcha actually talks about, um, but it's developed in a more in a more um, definite way in the writings of Rav Shimon Shkop in his introduction to Shari Yoshin, a most remarkable perspective. So the, the, the idea is the following, is that a person has to be involved in this world, right? So a person has to eat, a person has to drink, a person has to procreate, a person has to sleep, a person, there's, there's, there's things that are, that are part and parcel of being a, a living organism. However, um, in the end of the day, um, a person may choose to do all these things for themselves, for their pleasure, for their benefit, and so on. In such a case, then in a certain sense, all of that was meaningless, meaning all the activities they did was meaningless because it was all about self. And, and, and therefore, if you can say, was there any holiness in this activity? Was there anything which was special about this? No. You know, primates also reproduce. You know, donkeys also sleep. Dogs also eat. So all ki- animals do all kinds of things. And if a person lives a self-focused life, then one really is no different than the animal kingdom at all. Um, however, if a person decides to elevate that experience, so like let's say when a person eats and one benches afterwards, what one is essentially saying is this this process, this this by taking in this glucose, these calories, the necessary energy, the protein, the carbohydrates, the nutrients, it, all of that was in order to enable me to be a better Ever Hashem. I'm going to channel that energy. I'm going to use this energy to help others, to bring Hashem's light a little more into the world. Then that entire experience has now been elevated to a state of holiness. So if you think about this for a second, the same action, the same set of actions can be on the one hand acting simply like an animal serving self or serving God as a platform for a greater expression of godliness and his idea in this world. That's the difference between Kedusha and not Kedusha. It's not about less of this activity or more of this activity. It's about the focus with which one is doing that activity as well. So Rav Shkop takes it one step further. Rav Shkop says, well, this is actually, in, in terms of um, the, the idea of, um, so to speak, um, doing good for other people, sometimes we think that in order to do good for other people, we need to self-negate. We need to remove ourselves from the picture in order to make space for others. Says Rav Shkop, that's incorrect. It's, rather, it's not about being selfless, it's rather about being selfless. That means to say that the way he describes it is, and this is, this is as we see in the next Aliyah, you need to love your friend as yourself, which means you need to love yourself first. He says that a person should really question what is their sense of ani? What is their sense of self? If a person realizes their sense of self includes not just themselves, but their family, then their sense of self has been expanded. But then a person can choose to expand it to be their community. They can, they can choose it to, uh, to expand it to their city, to their county, to their state, to their country, and to all of humanity. The person who can stretch themselves in their greatest sphere of consciousness as to who they care about, and the larger they're able to stretch themselves, they, the more they're able to expand their sense of I. Then in a certain sense, when they're doing things, yes, they may be eating, yes, they may be sleeping, yes, they may be earning money, yes, they may be doing all these physical activities, but their sense of self for whom they are doing this is much broader than the the simple self, the animalistic, narcissistic, self-centered kind of reaction, which the most of the world is 
is involved in. That type of person is truly altruistic. That type of person is a person who is Kodosh Kika, is, is truly holy. Then the, now if we reread the, the Medrash in Vayikarabba, the Medrash says, Yachol Komoni, can you do this like me? No. Hashem says absolute altruism is, 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 is not possible for a human being. Absolute altruism is, is, is the loftiest of goals, goals, but it is being like a Kodosh Baruch Hu. Doing things for the sake of others, doing things not for just for the sake of oneself is a godly action, and that is Kedusha. That is holiness, which is what's being talked about in this Aliyah. It's the ability to stretch oneself beyond, to be able to think that one's doing all of this for oneself, for the sake of others. That's where um, altruism comes in. It's interesting that Francis Collins, um, who was the head of the Human Genome Project, mapping out the human genome, wrote a book called The Language of God. In it, he describes that he, having grown up as an agnostic and perhaps atheist at some points, um, not having thought too much about religion, came to religion, came to the idea that there is religion because of altruism. He says, inbuilt into the human being is this notion of, uh, of, of doing good for others. It is naturally inbuilt that we want to do good for other people. Even though perhaps it's not a survival mechanism in the evolutionary chain of being, rather selfishness is, this idea that God built into the algorithm of life, the idea of doing good for others, is in fact the, a, a reflection on the one who created the algorithm, which is God himself. The more we allow that to be true, the more we move away from selfishness, the more we include all these activities and do these activities in the, the guidelines of what is mutar, what is allowed, but one includes others, one expands one's consciousness to include others, self-plusness rather than selflessness, that is the expression of Kedoshim Tehiyu. And that's what's being said over here, says Rosh With this, we conclude the first Aliyah. In the meantime, have a wonderful, meaningful day.